Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Middle Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers! This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hey, this is Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And when I want to know what's going on in Middle Georgia sports, there's only one place I go. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Your place for community and collegiate sports. Guys, take it away. And we will do here. Welcome into another Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hanging out with you on a Wednesday night special. Normally a Thursday, but uh, Rob and Ben and uh, crew here in-house tonight on uh, a day earlier as the GHSA prepares to make a big announcement this evening. We figured we'd be around here when they did. Maybe we'll find out what that breaking news is before we get off the air. Maybe we won't. I don't know. But we're going to give it a shot here, Robin. Ben, how are you guys doing? Feeling good to be here. Yeah. I mean, sports are coming back on. You can actually turn the TV on and watch something, whether it be basketball, baseball. You can see something going on. And uh, high school sports is starting to ramp up. You know, we're talking about the decision that's coming, but kids are practicing. Coaches are going through special teams week and starting to really kind of implement plans so yep. sports feels like it's coming back and it's like it's it's almost like you're just you're, you know you're ready but somebody's holding you back you know it's almost <laughs> like a boxer in the corner and he's ready to go but it's you know it's not time. waiting on the bell yeah you're just kind of waiting around you know joe yep as of about two weeks ago when our baseball started yeah some people started losing some money again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in that crowd. I'm not, not in, that, in crowd. that crowd. Not calling any names. Not calling any names. <laughs> but the people out there are back on the horse because sports yep. just provides that venue. There so, you go. And you can see in the stock market and everything, everything starts ticking back up when sports start because people start to get a little hope and everything. So yep. I yep. hope it keeps going. But uh, it is nice to be able to turn on the TV. Golf's been good. And then now we got some baseball. There you go. Have you seen the baseball games? The virtual fans. The virtual fans just sitting there. (laughs) And the basketball is even even crazier. There's people sitting in front of their laptop or whatever, and it's just like pictures of them. Big walls of screens all around the courts. They're basically playing in – because Orlando is where they do all their uh, summer league stuff. So they basically are in a practice gym. Yeah. Pretty much. And yeah. then they've just d- done the floor up and put a bunch of TVs around it, and they're playing basketball. The, the crowd noise at the baseball game is awesome. <laughs> Pumping in the crowd there, it's the bottom of the first. <clears throat> Nobody's on, and the crowds they're in it, man. They're yeah. in it. <laughs> <laughs> Two outs, bottom of the first. Nobody on, and they're just in it. Dude. I love it. Twelve pitches in. The crowd's all amped. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I love. Say thanks to our sponsors real quick. Uh, we'll say thanks to Eyeballs Marketing and Media, Warner Robbins. We appreciate you guys uh, bringing the show each and every week. Bubba's Tires Center, Marco's Pizza. i tell you my favorite pizza, guys. Love it, love it, love it. That's probably why I'm having the COVID-5 or 10 or however many pounds. I don't know. Uh, also, uh, Georgia Farm Bureau, we appreciate those guys being on our, our show here. Georgia Farm Bureau, Phil Phillips and crew uh, bringing you the show each and every week here, and uh, we certainly do appreciate them as well. As Network One Sports, don't forget you can find us online at rbjshow.com. You can find us at Apple and uh, iTunes. Download us on your iOS or on Spotify. You can take the Rob Ben and Joe Show wherever you go with breaking news in high school, college, Sunbelt sports, everything you want to know across the state of Georgia and beyond. We have it right here for you. And on the phone tonight, we've got a good uh, friend of ours uh, to be, I'm sure, <laughs> head coach of uh, the Irwin County Indians on the phone with us here tonight. And that is uh, Coach Soliday. Coach Soliday, how you doing, sir? 
I'm doing good. Good, good, good. We appreciate you taking time to be on the show with us here tonight. Those Indians down there in Irwin County coming away with a state championship and getting into tw- uh, 2020 season here, Coach. You got a lot on your plate, and we appreciate you giving us some time to talk. No problem. Enjoy. All right. Well, Coach, uh, do us a favor here. Let's uh, let's set the scene and tell everybody a little bit about your uh, your your chief position there in Irwin County and a little bit about your background as well. Uh, well, just head coach and athletic director, and I've, I've been here for – I think this is the fifth year I've been here. The first year I was D-line coach, then the next uh, four years it was um, defensive coordinator. Uh, before I got here, uh, I was at Turner and Henry County and Americas, back to Turner for a few years, went to Perry, and then I ended up uh, talking to Coach Nobles and, and uh, for a job after that, and, and he hired me, and it's been pretty good for me ever since. I hear you. Pretty good with a state title ring this past year. <laughs> yeah, that's that was really, and not only that, it was special for that, but it was special for a lot of other reasons too. Yes, sir, absolutely. Well, coach, I know that you uh, you lost some good talent on on last year's team. Uh, one of those boys there uh, playing down the road in Tallahassee now from uh, Irwin County. But uh, tell us a little bit about what's uh, in stock, what you got in the cupboard as you get ready for twenty twenty season here. Let's start on. Uh, I think you're defensive minded, so let's start on the defensive side of the, of the ball. All right. Well, um, we got a lot of skill guys back defensively. Uh, we're going, we're hurting on the defensive line. We graduated three, what I think were really top defensive linemen. Um, they ended up, those three probably started for us. Uh, probably all of them started or at least played heavily for three years. So last year, uh, you know, we had them and their two backups were seniors. So we was pretty senior heavy on the defensive line. Now we got some young guys stepping up this year that, that's been in the program for a long time and just hadn't played. And most of the reason they didn't play a lot was, uh, the guys that were in front of them were really good. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what those guys can do. I, I, I think we're going to be – it may be a little bit of a struggle early, uh, but I think they're going to catch on and they're going to be really strong uh, for us as the season goes on. Um, linebacker-wise, we've got a lot of linebackers uh, back. Uh, Garland Vineyard, who's an outside linebacker for us, uh, special kid, lots of talent. Um, you know, he's just an athlete. He, he just does some things you can't teach. Uh, you got Cam Ward that's in the middle. Uh, again, just a, uh, a really hard worker. He leads our defense. He's a tough kid. Um, and he's going to lead us. He's, he's going to put us, help everybody where they need to be. Uh, he's also going to have to play a little offense for us too. Um, and that's just single way football. Yeah. Um, we, uh, got the other outside backer is Donovan Thomas, who wasn't a starter, but played a, played a huge amount, um, because of, Last year, our two outside backers also played offense. So he didn't start the game, but he basically played every other series last year. So he, he's pretty well experienced. And our two inside, our other two inside backers, uh, Nemo McCoy and Bryce Clements, uh, Nemo started uh, a lot of games for us last year, and Bryce ended up having to start two or three games for us. So we've got some uh, pretty good experience there uh, in linebacker. And at the uh, secondary level, we got two starters back, Gabe Benyard, um, you know, he's, I think he's set to make a whole lot of noise for, uh, for himself. Uh, I think, uh, he's going to turn some eyes this year on some of the things that he can do, uh, offensively and defensively. I thought he's been really special at the DB spot, uh, for the last couple years. Um, but, uh, I think he's fixing to have, a, you know, a really good breakout season. Uh, we got Derek Taylor returning as our free safety. Um, you know, he came in last year, last year it was, a. 
we didn't know what was going to happen there because we had a kid that was supposed to start that hurt his leg and couldn't make it back. And uh, Derek Taylor come in and he was just a phenomenal, just did a phenomenal job. We, you know, there was finding a diamond in the rough, that was for sure. And then um, we got Jordan Payne, who's probably going to start at the other corner, who uh, would have been a starter for us last year, but he had hurt his shoulder. He had injuries on and off and uh then by the time we got to the championship game he was the starter in a championship game because our two starting outside linebackers were hurt and uh he ended up being a starter he ended up being a starter for us there so he has playing experience he just didn't get a lot of playing time last year because of injuries gotcha yeah it sounds like uh sounds like you got a lot of experience at linebacker position so that should help with a little bit of the inexperience up front uh, maybe they can make up for some of that and i know single a football and then uh, we're uh obviously really familiar with dublin here in the double a now we're going down to single a a lot of guys have to play both ways and a lot of people don't really understand how how much of a challenge that is early in the season but i'm sure some of those names you just called out are probably going to make a significant impact on the other side of the ball for you too. So uh, how are you looking on the offensive side of the ball? How many returners and stuff you got going there? Um, well, the, the, obviously we lost the, the big guy uh, <laughs> over there, and, and, and boy, it would be nice to have him back. Um, but with that being said, I think Cam Ward, Cam Ward just, uh, you know, some people didn't know how they was going to get through this, uh, you know, when we was off in school and the COVID break and all that kind of stuff. He was one of those guys that, uh, man, every every day or every couple of days you've seen a video of him pulling something, pushing something, lifting something. I saw some of those videos. I actually yeah. did, yeah. And uh, so I think he's one of those guys that actually benefited from uh, that time off. And uh, so I'm, I'm really expecting I'm, – I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do. Uh, you know, he had to play fullback for us uh, at the beginning of last year because DJ was hurt. And, uh, so he's got a lot of experience playing back there and that kind of thing. He just, it was just hard for him to get a lot of carries with, with, with us having DJ Lundy. And, uh, so now it'll, the ball be in his hand a good bit and I'm excited to see what happens with that. Uh, we, uh, uh, offensive line, uh, we got basically everybody back but one. Uh, the one guy we lost ended up being a really good player for us. Uh, but I think we have a couple guys that could fill in. We're, we'll be a little thin in a couple spots up there. But we got four returners and uh, a couple pretty good backups in there. Uh, tied in, we got uh, our tight ends back. We got two uh, fairly solid tight ends that we had uh, last year. Young guys still, but um, you know they had they just had to play. We didn't really have it. We had an older tight end. He got injured last year, so these guys had a lot of playing time at that spot. Um, at uh, running back, it's some of the same names you just heard: uh, Garland Benyard and uh, Gabe Benyard and. Uh, those guys, Nemo McCoy, Donovan Thomas, uh, those are the guys that are going to have to have a rotation in there. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to rotate them a good bit on offense, keep them kind of fresh for defense and, and rotate those guys in and out, um, offensively. Uh, quarterback will be new. Uh, he'll be a sophomore and, uh, Cody Soliday. Um, his dad's a great guy. <laughs> Put two and two together there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but he's came along, he's come along pretty well, uh, you know, throwed a lot at him and, uh, he's been coming along and, and, uh, it, so I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see what these guys can do and, and hopefully we can get out there and, and get going. Well, that's exciting, coach. And I know last year, I mean, y'all were dominant 
uh, in that state championship game, and that defense was, you know, swarming around. Credit to you and your, uh, you know, the rest of your staff. But um, I love two-way football um, is what I call it. You can call it two-way, single-A, but, you know, there's a different um, affinity for two-way football as I played both ways at Dublin. I never came off the field, and I love being able to just kind of, you know, you play offense, but then you know you're on defense and you can get it back. Uh, it's almost like playing basketball or something. You never come off the field. But there's a different level of conditioning and coaching that is involved when you're trying to prepare 45, 55 guys, 60 players to go, you know, 48 minutes uh, at the end of August, early September. Um, do you, how much do you put emphasis? I know Coach Holmes is really heavy on conditioning and all. What have you been doing to prepare your guys to be able to, you know, carry the bell uh, for 48 minutes? Well, we, we try to do the bulk of our conditioning through the summer. We, we really get on pretty good with the conditioning. Um, then that way we don't have to spend as much time on it in practice. And the reason I say that is, is because, uh, the, there's not like they're getting a break during practice. Uh, we go offense and those guys are all on offense and then we flip around, and go defense and they all turn around, ride around, and play defense, you know, over there. So it's not like they're getting a break. They're getting a lot of conditioning because of the way we practice. Um, but we do the bulk of our conditioning in the summer. We hit it really hard. We push them really hard, um, to get a lot of things, put them in some tough situations. And uh, and then it pays off for us, you know, then we can lighten up just a little bit as the season goes, because once the season actually starts, uh, you got these guys playing these games on Friday nights and you take a kid like a Gabe Benyard or a Cam Ward. It, we don't want them to come off the field. And, and so we got to save their legs a little. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have all those guys. Uh, you know, they they play such integral uh, pieces on both sides of the ball. I mean, you can't afford for them to be down. So conditioning is key. Well, we heard a lot about what you guys got and how many guys you got coming back. Well, kind of turning the page a little bit. Um, as far as your region goes, I know we had some restructuring in the off season uh, with some guys moving down to single A, and you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But uh, talk a little bit about uh, Irwin County and uh, how you guys are positioned, and maybe who the toughest opponents are. Um, coming back in your region this year? Well, that, this region, I think they, you know, that people always refer to it as a region of uh, Dune. And uh, we got rid of Wilcox, which has been pretty good the last couple of years. <laughs> probably probably going to be pretty good this year, but we replaced them with Brooks, so we don't get no better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good crew in Brooks County, too. Um, so, you know, you, you know, you start looking and you look at our schedule, uh, you know, Eagles Landon Christian won the state championship. Brooks played for the state championship. <clears throat> um, you know, Clinch was in the semifinals. Uh, Fitzgerald, I forget, it was either second, second or third round or something like that. So, uh, there's some, there's, there's some guys on this, uh, schedule and that, and you just look at our region. I, I think nobody in our region, I don't think will drop. I think everybody's getting better. To, you take like Charlton, they was all young. They, they will definitely be better. The Nears are going to be better. They had a bunch of young guys. You know, Atco had a bunch of young guys. Turner uh, got a new coach over there, and I think um, he's going to put those athletes. That you know, Turner always has athletes, uh, and he's going to put those guys in position to be successful over there. Then you got obviously Clinch and Brooks, and and you know their history. You know, talks for them. So yeah, it kind of speaks for itself there. They're pretty good programs you're speaking of, and that legion of uh, region of doom you're talking about there. That region too, <laughs> pretty good football yeah. played South, down there. South Georgia football is something else. So I mean, yeah. there's a different level of when you for some reason, and this is and we're in Middle Georgia, so we're you know we're considered South Georgia, but y'all are South Georgia, and there's a different level of when you know you go down there and play. That is just a tough nosed 
hard brand of football that is really, really enjoyable to watch. There's, there is no days off when you go play a team like that, Coach Holmes and everybody that we would always, you know, any, any connotation of a team in that area where y'all are at down there is, hey, you better, you better strap in. Strap it up. Cause they're coming for you. And is that something you kind of preach to your kids or is it just kind of in the water? Down there? I mean, are they just <laughs> well, kind of rough? It's, it's, they, I mean, that's just built in from being a freshman and watching games and them saying, man, they're hitting coach. And then, yeah, the, you know, cause a lot of these guys, until they actually see, they're out there on the field, and they see some of these guys coming, and and the licks that they're laying, they they know they got to step up some point in time. Yes, sir. Uh, I know. I, last year, I had DJ Lundy running me come down the sideline two or three times, and I always just thought, I said, man, if that big joker was running at me like that on the field, I'd have to make some some business decisions. <laughs> That's right. I, I knew he wasn't going to run me over because I was on the sideline, but darn, it was it was a little, you know. Yeah, you, these, kids, these kids are big and strong. <laughs> Weigh your options. Yeah, yeah. You, you, think, yeah. you think twice about it. It almost sounds like a, uh, I wouldn't say a cap gun, but it sounds like a twenty two or something sometimes when some of those these guys come downhill. Yeah. You know, it's like those pads meet and you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, when the dust settles, is these guys okay? You know? <laughs> yeah. These kids are so strong and fast anymore. I mean, it's. It, uh, you know, I, I suppose there's a bunch of old timers out there like me who probably think different, but, but, uh, these kids are so strong. They, you know, they're lifting year round and conditioning year round just about anymore. And, and, uh, well, I tell you, you can, you can really see the, uh, physicality of some of these guys just increasing every year. Well, as a defensive guy, that's got to get you get you pumped oh, up. Yeah. I mean, I would I would be all, I'm a defensive minded guy myself, so I would be all. I mean, that's that's just got to be awesome to have yeah, I mean, that mentality. If you find somebody, uh, if you're sitting there on the sideline and somebody on your team gets a big hit. There, there ain't nothing. I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking yeah, about it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get you, it'll get I mean, you ready to roll, man. There's, there's just no way to explain how that feels, you know. Well, I'll tell you, Coach, uh, one of the, the funniest things that I've ever seen is, uh, you know, Rob and Ben and I have done some play-by-play together in our days, and uh, watching a big hit or getting these guys fired up in a press box is not real big. Uh, I'm a little guy compared to these two, okay? <laughs> I mean, they're ready to butt heads in the press box up there. It gets ugly sometimes. You can't help it. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Well, Coach, uh, one of the things I want to ask you about, as we promote a uh, show every week, we, uh, you know, we obviously do some social media production, uh, production and promotion, and you guys have had a, a huge response to, uh, you know, being on the show tonight. A lot of uh, people in your community are really engaging with that and and talking about, you know, hey, let's let's tune in, let's listen, let's get behind our chief, and I just want to talk about that community camaraderie a little bit there because I know there's there seems to be a great picture of that that comes out of Osceola. So can you tell us just a little bit about the, that community and that culture there? Man, I, you know, I, I, as far as high school sports goes, I, I've seen a lot of things. I, I really have. I, I, when I was in high school, we won uh, three state championships, uh, and that was pretty special. And, and I thought the community we had there in Sistersville, was, was, uh, West Virginia, was, you know, pretty special. The things that they did and coming out to practices and all that kind of stuff. But – I ain't gonna lie to you now. Uh, since I've been here, uh, the stops at the red light, mm-hmm. uh, from winning the championship game or Fitzgerald to Coach Noble stone down the spears before the Fitzgerald game. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, uh, and these fans th- that are here, they make it so special. I- I'm telling you, there's some, there's been some really big highlights because of this community and their love for Irwin County football and their love for these kids. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really tough to talk about sometimes that, I, 
I still, every once in a while, I'll go back and watch that first stop at the red light. And it, it, it almost chokes you up a little bit. I mean, yeah. cause people are just happy. I mean, they just so happy. And they just, you know, uh, you know, winning this championship, seeing, you know, the things that Coach Nobles was able to get through to get to that game, uh, was just so impressive. I mean, so, uh, you know, there's a lot of good backing in this community and, and they want sports to be, uh, really good. And, and we have good school leadership and, uh, I have a great staff that this staff is, I'll, it's just incredible. Uh, they're going to work and they're going to do what they got to do for these kids. And this community is incredible. Though, if we need something, they'll, they'll find a way to get it done to feeding the kids, the whatever it is. Yep. Well, coach, I tell you what, that is a that is a true testament to a community and a culture there. It's been built for a long time, and it is a great thing to see. And you know, I take notice of things like that. When people outside take notice of things like that, that is definitely something that is. Uh, you know, to pay attention to, something to speak to. So that is a big deal right there, and we appreciate that insight into it. Now, Coach, uh, I know that uh, you guys have uh, some of the competition. You mentioned just a minute ago uh, the region is stacked. There are people that you got to play and, and you got to deal with all across uh, region single-A, 2A there with Lanier and uh, Adco and, and Charlton and Clinch and Fitzgerald. But if I were to ask you who is the, the team that is the – I'm going to say the the bench stone, the benchmark or the cornerstone that is on a schedule for you. Who is that team? Uh, it's Fitzgerald. It's Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, if if we're going to know pretty much, Fitzgerald's going to be a solid football team every year, and so if you can play with them or beat them, you know that you probably have something. Um, and and so if I, I always look at that game early because one, it's a it's a big game. And it puts our kids in, in a, a big situation, kind of like a playoff game would be. Um, that kind of stuff. That's, that's a, that's a game that, that, that I think tells a lot. There's no doubt. It, the Purple Hurricanes, when you hear the little hurricane siren going on, you, you know that there's something, you know, there, there's a different atmosphere down there in Fitzgerald. Having played a playoff game down there, um, when we were at Dublin, we went down there in the 11th grade and played a playoff game. Uh, Fitzgerald has a different brand of football, and especially when you're able to, I would definitely attest to that benchmark as a team because Fitzgerald, <laughs> Fitzgerald seems like they never have a down year. It's like every single year, it's just like they just consistently reload, and they just always got one or two guys that are really special, uh, and they just play a good brand of football down there. And, and they do, and and like I said, one of the reasons, obviously, it's a rival game, uh, and that's always big to have that game, but. To me, it's, it kind of sets up early in the year for these guys what a playoff atmosphere kind of type of game is. It's going to be a physical game. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to remind you of, of playing. It's going to let you know what it's going to be like when you play Brooks and you play Clinch and those guys. Cause it's going to be, it's, you know, it's going to be a, a tough football game. And so I always look at that game and, you know, measure ourselves a little bit by that game. And you and you and you really should. That's a great. I would think if I was in your shoes, I would feel the same way. But also, I think it really allows players early to come up and kind of. You can really tell who's going to perform and who's going to be kind of the cream of the crop, even in game one, because it's like, hey boys, if we can't get up to play, you know, play our rivals in the Purple Hurricanes, you know, y'all need to take it to the house. You'll be able to see. You get a good gauge out of your players too, who's going to kind of rise to the top because that game will, you know, going into the third quarter, into the fourth. There's going to be some boys that are tired. There's going to be some guys that are kind of wanting to drag and it's like you'll see your leaders emerge and who's going to be that guy you can really bank on on you know carrying the bell for you no there's no doubt and uh and that and that's big you 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 want to find out who those guys are early before that reading starts and uh that's definitely a game that's going to let you know 
All right, well, Coach, uh, I tell you what, if you don't mind, we're going to go to a break real quick, and uh, we'll come back and chat with you just a little bit more, if that's all right with you. That's fine. All right, I'm going to set you up, Coach. I'm going to ask you, you got to tell me the best place to play in South Georgia when we get back. We're going to talk about that right here on the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Stick around. we got Coach Casey Soliday from Irwin County on the line with us here. Your Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Stick around. Yeah. Middle Georgia's number one choice for community and collegiate sports. The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show will be right back. From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team. Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. Call 478-277-0508. Come down to Bubba's Tire Center where we have your best selection of tires for your summer activities and back-to-school traveling. Come down and see our newly renovated showroom, our expanded parking area, and the quality and customer service that you've grown to love and know. Summer savings are still in effect. And don't forget your Goodyear card if you need a little more time to pay on those tires. Come on down and see the friendly folks at Bubba's Tire Center with a fresh new look and additional parking. Bubba's Tire Center, 1318 Bellevue Avenue, where we do tires and a whole lot more. Uh, Death Valley is now on the bucket list if it wasn't already. (laughs) You sold us. And anytime you want to take us, Chris, we'll be happy to go. (laughs) uh, Well, I promise you this. You guys let me know if you want to take in a game and we'll roll out the purple carpet. Too bad you missed the Georgia thrashing last season. (laughs) (laughs) We won't do that. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. All right, back here at the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, hanging out with uh, Coach Casey Soliday from uh, Irwin County, defending state champion there in single A, the region in region of doom. I was about to say legion of doom, but region of doom there. <laughs> and to a uh, Coach, we appreciate you being on the show with us here. And, uh, again, I asked you before the break, Coach, what are some of the coolest places in South Georgia that you can really go play and outside of your home field, okay? Let's just take that off the table. Well, that, that, that narrows it down a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just take that one off the table real I mean, quick. That answer was going to be really easy because walking out in front of these fans here at Irwin County is, uh, is pretty special. I, there ain't, it's, that's my favorite place to play. I <laughs> um, but uh, there's some other places in here that, that's, that's – Got some history. Obviously, you go down there to Clint's, and they they want to show up all you know all the ring banners and stuff that they got up there. And, and of course, they stole a couple. Of, I ain't gonna say they stole. <laughs> uh, they, no, you can say it, Coach. It's all right. Uh, they got a couple that you know we you know we felt like we could have gotten, but they took care of business. Um, so you know, you go in there and you see that, and it's uh, you know pretty nice little stadium. And uh, you take a stadium like Brooks County. Uh, you know, you think about some of the teams that have been through that stadium right Robin there. Robin Ben love that one. 
that you know that's a pretty special state. And there's been some really when I got here, I can't even I don't even remember when that was. Now it was a long time ago, ninety two, <laughs> three, something like that. Uh, boy, I'm gonna tell you, Brooks had some guys. Dudes, and, uh, some dudes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the best, one of the best high school football games I ever seen was uh, Brooks County playing Charlton County in a playoff game. They played already in the region one time, and I think I can't remember. I think Brooks beat Charlton, and then they played in the playoff game. And I think Charlton beat Brooks, um, and they had Champ Bailey, and they had the whole crew and all people down there. That was a, that was a that was a big time football game. Man, that is some stuff right there that I wish I could have got to Char- see. And Charlton County has had some guys roll out of there as well. That oh, yeah. are, that are oh, yeah. some big-time dudes. We played a playoff game down there in 10th grade against some guys, and that was kind of uh, – it kind of been up and down here recently, but, I mean, in years past, Charlton had some 90s, some early 2000s, guys. those guys had some When we dudes. played them last year, they dedicated the – you know, Champ Bailey, you know, they dedicated the field. They named it after him, I believe. Uh, that was down there. So that was, you know, that was neat wow. for our kids to be able to see Champ Bailey down there. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a cat right there. Now that's a, that's a guy <laughs> that can, and, and that can, that can play football. And, uh, it's good. And I like it when our kids can see, you know, oh, see yeah. guys like that, that, that they came from a place very similar to them. Well, and, and uh, he gives them homage. You know, you go play at a place like that. The guy's out there. He's out there getting his, you know, getting honored for, um, you know, doing what he's done for Charleston and going on the NFL and doing what he's done. And then the, your guys and the, the Charleston County boys get to go out there and play on the same field he played on. I mean, that gives you a little extra juice. I mean, it should. There's no doubt. No doubt. Uh, but there's, there's some pretty nice little fields around uh, here, especially in Sunway. Uh, you know, we've been to ECI for a playoff game and, uh, you know, they've got a lot of history and, and, you know, good fan support and all that. So there's a lot of, lot of neat places to play at. It, it's, uh, it's, in, it's really a tight knit community, I feel like, you know, because that's what, it's just like you, you just see a lot of tough, a lot of tough guys in that region. They just, you know, you know, both those, all those guys are going both ways and they're normally extremely well coached. When you get into the playoffs, it's like some of the best coaching that I have seen. I love watching uh, a single A playoff game and especially that single A state championship game because it's like, you know, all year, all you get, all you hear about if, if, if Georgia, you know, GPB or whoever's covering high school sports, you know, you're going to hear 4A, 5A, oh, Brookwood, Parkview, all those guys. But you sit there and you roll the ball out, and it's like, nah. <laughs> you need to check yeah. out these single A guys. That's yeah, the that's true. Some the, that's some that's good the true football. ballers. I'd like to ask one of those six A boys if they could go out there and play forty eight minutes, like you know DJ Lundy did. It's, yeah. You know, it's not as cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot. Of, that's for sure. I mean, it's you know, there's some guys that uh, there's some really good players in single A that I think get overlooked just because of where they grew up at, and, and you know, obviously, I don't believe that's fair. Uh, you know, uh, but that's just the way it is, but the other good side of that is you can make it out of here. DJ Lundy went to Florida State. Um, yeah. You know, so at, being at a small school isn't a penalty. Yeah, uh, You know, you may not get that recognition early, but if you put in work and do things you're supposed to, uh, you're going to shine. That's right, Coach. One of the things that, uh, you know, social media has played a big part in, as you were talking about before, you can make those videos, create that uh, – that, uh, sizzle reel, if you will, of yourself and everything that you do. And, you know, that, that works a lot of magic in today's date and time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, there's no doubt what, you know, kids like to get on there and make the highlight film. I like making the, I like making the highlight. I don't care about the highlight reel. But I like <laughs> the uh, they're on the field making the highlights. I uh, really enjoy that part. Um, but, yeah, that and you can get that out to all kinds. You know, uh, 
put highlight reels together in prospect forms and all that and send them out to these colleges to, you know, try to get their attention. And, uh, you know, that's fun too, uh, to get somebody else interested in one of your kids. Uh, you know, that's, that's a fun part of coaching too. Well, coach, let me ask you this real quick. I asked you about the uh, best places to play. Uh, tell me about uh, those coaches that you like uh, in your time that you've been in the region down there. The coach where you look across the field and you go, man, it's, it's like a game of chess right here. Who is that coach that you feel like uh, is close to your dial, that you're always having to <laughs> kind of out outmaneuver more than more than the others, of course? Well, I, I, honestly, it would probably be the coaches that, you know, both of them that have been at clinch. Um, you know, we played each other basically twice a year for four or five years. Yep. And so there is no secrets. I mean, <laughs> we know exactly what they're going to do, and they know exactly what we're going to do. It's just can we develop a plan that's going to be able to stop it? We we know we can't do exactly what we did the year before and and, and that, those kind of things. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into those games uh, because we have just – there's so much film that we could watch. You could just bog yourself down forever yeah. uh, try, trying to get all the information. Uh, so there's a lot of scheming has to go on between, you know, us just mainly because, like I said, we've played each other so many times. Yeah, I would think the nuances and the tendencies there, you know, of coaches or to, to try to avoid a tendency, right? So that yeah, you don't well, know. It's both ends. You, you, you want to do the things that got you there. <laughs> don't want to sell out to doing a bunch of new things that you don't normally do, but you don't want them to, you know, just be comfortable in what you're doing. So you gotta, you gotta have a good mix of, Throwing in some new things and a few wrinkles here and there, but also remembering what got you there. Yeah, I tell you, you can't you can't lose your identity in those games. But I don't think you know from a, from a fan's perspective and, and people watching the game. I don't think they understand how much more difficult it is to prepare for an opponent like that. I don't think they understand how much goes into the preparation when you play such a familiar opponent. The guys on the other side are so familiar because even if, you know, if, if let's just say if Clinch had a down year, that their players and stuff, their talent were not as good and y'all were still loaded – it's not going to change the fact you're still going to have to prepare and try and come up with the same thing because there's no secrets. Like you said, it's literally going to come down to who can make a tweaker here or there, whatever our, our identity is this year, how can we expel that more than we did last year? Yep, and that's that's it. And it's and uh, honestly, uh, you beat them, if you, you know, you, you win that first time, it's, all, it's like the saying goes, it's hard to beat somebody twice. Absolutely. And, we had to do that, and that, that was tough. Now, I mean, uh, uh, you feel like, you know, you did your stuff to win. Do you going to change from what yeah. you what you did? But you also know they're practicing exactly that stuff, and they're going to throw out some new things. So you got to be prepared for the all, you know, uh, the wrinkles, the dirt, all the wrinkles that they're going to throw at you. There's no doubt, and I believe that it really benefits the loser more than it does the winner to play another game. If you can ask the Auburn Tigers about that a few years ago when they had to play Georgia in three weeks, you know, come back and re- redo that. Kirby was well, like, "You got to always throw that Georgia thing in there." Well, well I'm just saying, Kirby, Kirby, Kirby said, "Hey, man, we're not going to deal with these tunnel screens. We're going to attack. We're yeah. going to attack these screens. We're not going to let that happen." And I, I just think in those times where it's like the guy that because if you won, you're like. Well, man, we did that real good. You know, you kind of got to really, but it, but I think it ultimately comes down to at the end of the day, your guy's got to win. It's either it, you know your your man has to beat the other guy. You right. know, when it comes down to it, and you play a team that you're really familiar with, your guys just really have to grind it out, and you can guarantee that second meeting is fifty percent harder than it was the first time. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. You know, it's it it always comes down to you know, and if you look at us over the last couple of years, it was 
Clinch was going to run the ball. We were going to run the ball. And so there was going to be a seven or eight little battles up front. And, and we had to win the most of those seven, eight battles uh, that they was going to have up there. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, they've had some guys. We've had some guys uh, to go in those, uh, you know, down there that, that had some great battles on the line. And, uh, of course, you know, the way that we've played the last couple of years, that's, that's where it had to be won at. Yeah, I think, Coach, you might uh, you might recall even you talk about running the ball. <clears throat> you might recall from this past state championship game with Dublin, you know, beating Brooks County the second time in the season, didn't attempt to throw the ball at all in the championship yeah. game at all. You know, we yeah. lined and, up, just run it, run it. And I tell you, I, I, I've seen that before. Uh, I watched Macon County when uh, – oh, I can't even think of his Roquan. name. Roquan. Yeah, when they was – look here, they, they – <laughs> And, and they would run, 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 and you think, all right, we're just going to sell out to the run. And then all of a sudden, they throw you one up, you know, and, and, and they burn you with a pass. And so, it, you know, it's not as easy. A lot of people want to say, oh, you just load the box against them and set them up. And, and, and that's fine until that first pass goes over, and then like, why don't you have somebody back there? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you sometimes you've got to do it just to get a stop. You know, that, that's Clinch right. Has some, Clinch and ECI, some of these things we play. You had no choice. You better put somebody extra in the box. You were never going to, you know, stop. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, right. it's like, what kind of front are they running? Enough. They yeah. got enough. They got, <laughs> enough. They, they got enough up there. I, we, whenever we were, uh, I always try to, whenever we do, uh, me and Rob do the color and Joe does the play by play doing the, doing the, you know, calling the games. I always try to give the guys a picture, the people a picture of what kind of defense are they, they had a 5-2, they had a 4-3. What are they doing, you know? And when some teams play Dublin towards the end of the year, it's like, I can't tell you, but there's like a, there's two Ten guys within seven yards of the yep. football. That's all I can yep. tell you. It's not cover two. It ain't cover three. It might be cover one. It's just sellout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was something that was here, you know, with us being, you know, just the wing tee. I can still remember Coach Noble was just like, I think we're going to be, we're going to see this, but because every week it was something different. I mean, you like you're saying, there was a four man front, five, six, seven. They yep. just come up with all kinds of crazy things uh, to try to stop it. And uh, so you see a lot of that in single way. I mean, that's that's single way. You see a lot of it on offense. You know, got you might be getting prepared for this, and it's nothing for a single way team to turn around and run something completely, completely different that you got to get ready for. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to run trap against two one technique. It's hard to do that. It's, it's real yeah. hard. You, you, the, Coach Holmes was nine and zero <laughs> over the center, so it's like you know that's out of the question. And then you're like, oh well. You know, we'll run our belly play then. Well, then they start floating the backer over there, and then they start loading it up. So, oh, well, they're going to run to the tight end. Then then you bust them with counter. The wing T can make things perfect, but if you guys don't know their rules, you know, a good yeah. def- a good defensive line against the wing T, somebody that knows how to attack a G block or a, or a kick out block, it, depending on how you teach it or whatever, that really can disrupt the wing T. So your, your, your offensive line and your defensive lines really tell the tale in a wing T battle. Oh, there's no doubt. And then – uh, you know, you take Dublin. That guy, he, he's he's been doing that wing T offense for well, probably forever, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you take a guy like Coach Nobles. Um, it was uh, it was really good for me to be able to see. Uh, you know, I wasn't a wing T guy. Uh, I, I was not. I we was you know my brother's Eric Soliday, and uh, so we was been in Americus and Turner different places and threw the ball a good bit and, and all those kind of things. And then so I come to this and I'm watching this wing T, but it was real interesting to see how he made adjustments, uh, you know, to you know to do the things you're talking about. All right, these guys are here. And for him, it was just no problem. All right, the next, the next thing, if they're doing this, and we're going to do this. And uh, so it was interesting to watch and learn, uh, 
you know, all the adjustments he would make from that. Yeah, the intricacies of the wing tee. Uh, actually played uh, quarterback for Roger in the wing tee for three years uh, as a sophomore starting out. It was kind of crazy. But it's so interesting how you, when you get to learn it, how the coaches that really know it, uh, like Nobles knew it and, and Roger, it, it's all about the formations. They try and get guys where they want them to run trap or run belly or, yeah. or run the speed sweep or run the buck sweep. And so it, it's kind of funny. But from your perspective, as a defensive coordinator, getting to learn from somebody like Nobles, that totally benefits you on the other side of the ball because you're like, hey, if they're giving me that, I got a good feeling they're coming yeah. back with counter. <laughs> and and I and that's why I did help a lot. I, I was uh, before I got uh, here, I was an offensive guy, and and I was uh, you know offense coordinator or offensive line coach or you know different things there. And so I got used to looking at defenses for that. And then when I got here and I see the adjustments that he's making, you know, then I flip that over and I put it onto the defensive side, like you say, and I, you know, and I'm looking, I say, all right, we are doing this. It's not going to be, but just very long before they're going to have to try to do this. Yep. And, and that, and that helped that, you know, I actually think having been on offense for so long helped me on the defensive side because I could kind of, you know, kind of see the adjustments that they were probably going to go to. That's right. You're dancing in the head of the offensive coordinator, and that's good if you're a defensive guy because you're yeah. like, "Hey, I might just send a rocket right here. You know? right. My rover, my rover might just catch this guy in the mouth." <laughs> you know, if it, you know, so you can you can really kind of play it play it a little bit better when you've been on the other side and you can pick up on tendencies. So uh, you've you've got a real well rounded experience. It's it's awesome to have a conversation with somebody that knows what we're talking about because yeah. it's like you almost can you can almost get a rhythm. You know, it's ah oh, second and six. They've been really good here. You know. Uh, let's let's send a Sam Blitz right here outside. I would go hit him. You know, it's, it's, it's fun to do that. And then, of course, you always got the option of, you know, like last year, you know, we're trying this and trying that. It don't work, and we just hand it to DJ. Yeah. No matter what defense they were in, that it's uh, – that always made the play look good. So. Yeah, that kid's going to get you three or four or eight or 12 or 85. <laughs> those, yeah. guys, those guys we like to call the uh, the eraser. It doesn't matter what you got. He's going to erase whatever you drew up, whatever scheme. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. But then the nice thing about that is, you know, and I think that was, you know, DJ getting hurt last year I actually helped us. Uh, and I say that because, we had to figure out ways to get the ball to Gabe and Garland and mm-hmm. Cam. Oh, sure. So when DJ did come back, um, he wasn't the main focus of the off. You know, necessarily he was for them, but he wasn't for us. Right. Because we learned to get the ball into so many other people's hands uh, that it didn't matter if they keyed on DJ or not. And so, uh, you know, that was – I always thought that that was a, kind of a big thing for us to, you know, with him being out like that, you know, we got something positive out of it. Well, that's a good thing when you can get something uh, good out of your ace. You know, when you, when you got a little tune-up, you can get something good uh, from everybody else. That's always good to take away. And I'll tell you what, Coach, it's uh, it's fun listening, and I know you probably haven't had the opportunity to do so, but uh, as you heard ben, uh, ben mentioned just a second ago, I'll tell you this. Uh, it's fun to sit in the press box and we're up there calling a game, and I can – set up a play or talk about what just happened and Rob and Ben can tell me what is about to happen on the field and then it does, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that is fun. And I imagine that's kind of the same, uh, the, the marriage and synergy that you guys have there in Osceola. It is, uh, you know, and I, like I said, this, uh, this staff has uh, been for the most part, pretty same staff. Now we did uh, pick up Ben Simmons um, uh, from, uh, he was at Valdosta last 
uh, but he was the head coach at Worth and head coach at Turner, and he's coming over to do our defense this year. And uh, he has done a fantastic job over there on the defensive side. And we also picked up uh, DeMario Barber, who was at Thomasville. He's been a couple different places. Uh, he was at America's for a little while, and then he went to Thomasville. And he's uh, coming over, and he's doing DBs and receivers. And, uh, man, he's brought a lot of experience, a lot of energy with him. Uh, he's really helping our skill guys. And then we picked up a defensive line coach that was at Worth and, uh, and Perry Falk. And uh, so we've got – we do have three new coaches, but they have just merged in really well. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm just excited to see this season get started. I hear you. Well, Coach, uh, we are too, and we certainly hope that uh, we get that sooner than later. <laughs> we hope that everybody stays uh, healthy and uh, safe in the process. So before we let you go, Coach, I want to say thanks again for giving us your time uh, this evening. We certainly appreciate it. And for everybody uh, down the road there in Osceola tuning in to listen tonight, we appreciate you all. Is there anything else you want to share before we let you go, Coach? I would just ready to get this get this football season going and, and you know, come see some Irwin County football. All right. Well, Coach, we will uh, see you on the back side of the games this season, all right? All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Coach. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Irwin County Head Coach Casey Soliday there. Good to talk a little football with him, guys. Love it. Love it. Anytime you come across a guy that's got the same mentality as you do when you play, it's it's an exciting (laughs) exciting time. Gets you fired up. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about uh, everything else that's going on in sports here in the last few minutes. Talk about next week's show as well. Stick around. It's your Rob, Ben, and Joe show. Ben and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. Come down to Bubba's Tire Center where we have your best selection of tires for your summer activities and back-to-school traveling. Come down and see our newly renovated showroom, our expanded parking area, and the quality and customer service that you've grown to love and know. Summer savings are still in effect. And don't forget your Goodyear card if you need a little more time to pay on those tires. Come on down and see the friendly folks at Bubba's Tire Center with a fresh new look and additional parking. Bubba's Tire Center, 1318 Bellevue Avenue, where we do tires and a whole lot more. Hungry for summer? Marco's Pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one-topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. At Marco's, you'll get dough made from scratch, an original sauce recipe, our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love, all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact-free. Order with our app or at marcos.com today. Marco's Pizza, the Italian way. Prices and participation may vary. From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team. Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. 
Call 478-277-0508. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Elliott, the head football coach for the Georgia State Panthers. You're listening to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, the number one voice for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. Go Panthers! Coach Sean Elliott there in Georgia State, biggest rivalry in town against Georgia Southern. Who is the GSU? Uh, it's fun to talk about it. I guess they get to play their rivalry. They do. Well, you know, they got the Sun Belt uh, schedule was actually released today. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see that uh-huh. or not. I, I haven't looked at the schedule yet. I just saw the uh, information released via Twitter earlier today, and they are going to play a full 12-game schedule. I believe, so uh, I, believe, I believe that's a little more than a 50-minute ride between two spots, Georgia yeah. State to Statesboro, vice versa. I think yeah. that's about three and some change. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I tell you what, guys, it's going to be interesting to see the Sun Belt there. Um, they're going to play all 12 games. Yeah, and so. I, I know it broke today, yeah. and, and I think it's a total overreaction by the media. Mm-hmm. Everybody's freaking out because UConn canceled their football season. Yeah, these UConn guys. guys have been absolute trash for the last Three years, yeah. like they're three and thirty, yeah. I think, over the last three seasons. Okay, <laughs> you couldn't get a donor from look. UConn's a basketball school. Okay, if somebody's donating money, they're funneling it to women's basketball or men's basketball at UConn. That's yeah. why you don't ever hear about football. You don't ever hear about baseball. And for one, playing baseball in Connecticut. <laughs> Tough sledding. Yeah. Okay. You, <laughs> Tough got, sledding. you got no hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it ain't happening. All right. But like they're freaking out about it. But UConn's never going to be a football school. Never have. They had some decent seasons a few years ago. So I think that's a little uh, uh, of a knee jerk reaction by the media to everybody. Pepper say, well, who's going to follow suit? These schools, some of these schools that have announced they're not playing, a lot of it comes down to just simple funding. Like it just, it's just simple money problems. Absolutely, Gene is soaking up all the fun, the money up there. Yeah, Donna Tarasi can only dump so much <laughs> money. Into yeah, I mean, let's just be completely honest. They it costs them more money to play football. Oh yeah, it uh, absolutely does it does. Yeah, I absolutely mean, you know, does. How many people have you walked through? You know, let's just say Atlanta. Atlanta is a very eclectic city. Yes. There's a lot of people that come from different backgrounds. And, like, you can see Boston College, Michigan, Notre Dame, all over the place. Notre Dame, SoCal. You can see Colorado. You can see anybody if you're walking around in Atlanta for a weekend or a few days or whatever. Yeah. You ever see anybody wearing a UConn football shirt? (laughs) No. Said, said no one ever. Yeah. You know? They don't yeah. wake up. Give me that jersey. They don't wake up and be like, yeah, I want to go be a Connecticut Husky. Yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. You know, back when they had um, Randy Etzel for a little while, they were tough. They came and played Georgia Tech in Atlanta. He had a good brand of football. He went to Maryland, and then it was just kind of, uh, yeah. you know, and it died. <laughs> he, he tried to do the best he could. But I don't see where that's a huge deal. Some of these smaller schools like that, I say smaller, some of these non-football schools. Yeah. Go. Are going to do that, and you've already seen Division two teams and all move their season to the spring. Like they've already moved their games, so they're not they're not even going to play in the fall. And it's like they said, "Hey, well, man, if we we play our football season in the springtime, how can we play the next fall? Because all we're going to do is have summer." So then they back it up again, and it's like, "Oh no, nah, you're going to have to play again in the fall." It's but, like there's no way to make that work. Yeah. This this really though, it comes down <clears throat> to typically. Or realistically, for our listeners, that that people that are you know trying to wrap their minds, well, these people are canceling, these people are canceling. What's going to happen to Georgia? What's going to happen to Georgia Tech? Pump the brakes, guys. The reason why these guys are canceling 
is because they're independents. Yeah. UConn's an independent. They're not a part of a conference. So, like, your teams, ACC, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, you're safe because you're in a huge brand, a huge alliance of teams, money that's automatically funneled in. Georgia Tech, regardless of what happens in their games, they're getting money from the ACC, Georgia, every game. It doesn't matter. They're getting money from the SEC from playing. The Power Five schools funnel the cash for college football, and that's just the end of the story. So if you're sitting there <laughs> worried, yeah. these people, they can blame it on coronavirus, and yet the testing procedures and stuff have been more costly. They've had to obviously up a lot of their sanita- sanita- uh, sanitization yep. and everything else they've had, testing kids and all that. Mm-hmm. But the big piece of it is the money factor that the, the conferences have versus the independents and smaller conferences is just a huge disparity. Well, if they're playing non-conference, nobody can schedule Connecticut. That's right. There's only two or three independents. I mean, you can't. That's only, right. You can only Who play, are they going to play? You can only play Army and Navy. They're just like, cups. eh, we'll just hang it up. And that's you. why. That's why Notre Dame was like, hey man, jumping in they the ACC. They called ACC and was like, hey bro, I know we, we had that in. conversation in '16, but uh, <laughs> your boys are ready to lock yeah. in a ten-game <laughs> schedule with the ACC. <laughs> hey, hey, it's like, hey, it's like NBC. Uh, we, we've had a good run. We feel your butt. Years, you yeah. know, but it's just time to break ties. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. We we gotta we gotta go make a business decision. <clears throat> so like, here's funny. Let me turn the page for you. We got a couple minutes here, so I'm gonna talk a little baseball for you. I love this. Now we, we've we've watched a little baseball. I know you. Uh, we're talking about that on top of the show here, guys. But uh, here's one of the more entertaining things. And if you follow us on Twitter, follow us at RBJ Show. You'll you'll see this tweet that I'm talking about here. Angel Hernandez, one of the uh, umpires in Major League Baseball, who uh, everybody just loves to give grief to because the kid's about as consistent as a blind duck, right? (laughs) But uh, what I love about baseball right now is that you can hear these conversations like I just retweeted. (laughs) 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 He he throws out Phil Nevin, uh, uh, Cincinnati, and uh, a coach, and um, you can hear Nevin yelling. Clear as day to Angel Hernandez. Uh, we all know you don't want to be here anyway, right? And, I mean, he's just he's giving him what for going off the field there. And there's nobody else, you know, so you can hear it. And I absolutely love all all of that that you are able to hear right now in baseball. It is fantastic because, like, a lot of the stuff, though, that you hear and see with fans, you never hear it. Yeah, never. And so it was funny when they first had the couple of baseball games playing. They all got together and was like, hey, man. You can hear guys dropping f bombs. Yeah. Like, we got hey, hey boys uh, in the in the in the trailer. We gotta yeah. get some crowd noise. That sound, <laughs> that or sound, something, or we're gonna have to tell our viewers to mute the TV if your kids are around. Yeah. You know, but that's funny though because you get to hear those little yep. trash talks and hear there to the umpire and everything yep. that those mics have always been there. If you go to games, always there. those things that look like little clear satellites, those are all speakers around the stadium, but. Right. It's picking up crowd noise mostly because it's all white noise, but when no, no crowds there. I'll tell you the other funniest thing that I've seen in the baseball spectrum here uh, was, you know, you're used to a foul ball and seeing people just fight over that foul ball, right, when it goes in the stands. And now it's just, you know, and then you see it. <laughs> and you got some kid with a bucket walking around out there picking up foul balls, right? And that to me was just hilarious as a former baseball guy. Uh, player that that was to me was was the funniest was somebody hitting the foul balls and the announcers are just like huh you can hear that one rattling around down there and I, and I also like pay attention to yeah. the figures that they have the poster boards in yeah. the Braves game the other day 
They had a kid with a mohawk <laughs> right over the catcher's head. And it was like that's all you could see if you were pitching is the kid with a mohawk. Yeah. So they're getting pretty creative with where yeah. they're placing those the, the different uh, viewers. And it's like they have a kid with a mohawk and they have like an older lady. It's pretty funny. Well, the thing that I thought was funny is about that, the people sitting in the stands. When I saw that, immediately what I thought of was the movie Major League. When Ricky Vaughn's yes. throwing at the stand-up guy in the bullpen yeah. down there, when I saw the, the fake heads in the stands, that's immediately what I thought Wild of thing. Yeah, wild thing coming out there. That is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, the, uh, the umpire conversations, having umpired for a few years throughout college, that conversation when you're about to dump somebody <laughs> might not be real clean because yeah. the coach is not real happy about it. Yeah, it's you not know? pleasant. And the thing is, it might even be a player, and a player really doesn't care. <laughs> you know, they really don't. You know, the coach is like, well, I got nine other guys, 15 people on the bench, you know, whatever, like that I got to still lead. This other kid that's sitting at shortstop, he's expendable. Yeah, he knows he it. He gets tossed. It's all right. He's like, he's like hey, <laughs> I'm you know letting it saying? go. I'm not going down to this guy. Yeah. You know, we so. got to play 60 games in 66 days. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all about to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You so, know? with all that being said, let me just tell you that I have been thoroughly entertained by some of the baseball that has been going on. And uh, I don't know, there was a game I was watching early on. It was on Fox. And uh, they were taking the virtual crowd and they were having a little fun with it. They were like, look, we can change the, the look of the crowd. So they would change from like, uh, I forget who the game was, but from one team's jerseys to the other team's colors, right? So they were swapping. You could see the uh, the stadium entirely changed from like red to like orange or whatever, <laughs> right? Because they were changing the sta- the uh, fans uh, and who they were pulling for. And then they were virtually just wiping the fans in and out of the stadium like, watch, we can do this. And they were, <laughs> they were just like, we can make them do the wave. And they were on, <laughs> and it was, you know, they can be animated or dancing or they can whatever. And I was just, as a guy that's been in that world, just laughing my, my butt off because I was like, yeah, technology is cool. Yeah, that, that kind is of neat. Stuff. So anyway, uh, that's just my, you know, it's what it is. It's baseball right now, so ha-ha. Cha-cha-cha, as my wife would say. Uh, <laughs> well, we didn't get the breaking news from the GHSA, but we'll find out what that is, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it next week. Had a text conversation with uh, Dr. Hines, uh, the executive director of GHSA, earlier today. We'll catch up on that and have it all right here for you. Robin, Ben, it's good catch, uh, talking to Coach Soliday today. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking some uh, hard-nosed football with some South Georgia boys. That's right. Smash mouth football. Can't ever get better than that. That's right. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Don't forget you can find us at uh, rbjshow.com and get all the shows right there, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else. Good night. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. 
hungry for summer? Marco's Pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one-topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. At Marco's, you'll get dough made from scratch, an original sauce recipe, our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love, all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact-free. Order with our app or at Marco's.com today. Marco's Pizza, the Italian way. Prices and participation may vary. From the farmer's field that produces your food to the football field where your home team plays, Georgia Farm Bureau is committed to helping Georgia communities thrive. Georgia Farm Bureau provides peace of mind to families through home, auto, and life insurance with affordable coverage and exceptional service. With more than 150 offices around Georgia, Georgia Farm Bureau is always the home team. Call your local Lawrence County Georgia Farm Bureau agent, Mr. Phil Phillips. Call 478-277-0508. Come down to Bubba's Tire Center where we have your best selection of tires for your summer activities and back-to-school traveling. Come down and see our newly renovated showroom, our expanded parking area, and the quality and customer service that you've grown to love and know. Summer savings are still in effect. And don't forget your Goodyear card if you need a little more time to pay on those tires. Come on down and see the friendly folks at Bubba's Tire Center with a fresh new look and additional parking. Bubba's Tire Center, 1318 Bellevue Avenue, where we do tires and a whole lot more. You're listening to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Music. 